Okay, so we're doing another supplemental. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to. Actually, let me let me introduce it. Let me say, uh, welcome to episode one of the Desnudo Chronicles, where Jeff and Eric, uh, in the bye weeks, go to all of Gus's favorite places and enjoy them without him. Uh, Good morning, a- Gus, wherever you are. This is a really good idea. So we recorded one of these supplementals about eight weeks ago Yeah, at RTX. <laughs> um, so that one was done, but then we're like, oh, we got to do one more. Do you want to just do it remotely? And you're like, let's go to Desnudo. And I went, absolutely, <laughs> let's go to Desnudo. So now we're here. We got the cold brew again. Uh, you just as good. Yeah, you want to give it a rating? I'm going to give it a 10. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't remember what my rating was last time. I think it was nine something, but I was, I was wrong. It's a 10. It is... It, this is since we've been. This is the third or fourth time that I've been here. Yeah, um, it is so good. You can taste the uh, the subtle, like you were saying, it's sweet. But you can also taste the I call the FFGs, the free from Gus's. They're like tannins that, like mm-hmm. I don't know, they make everything just bright, just, just a little just bit, the tiniest bit. Not even I wouldn't use the word better, but sunnier. Sunnier is a way to do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, a little tangier. Yeah, a little, yeah. just a little bit. Um, less, less dour. Yeah, a little less, uh, like you can taste like the, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like in jazz where you, you pay attention to the notes that don't play. It's uh-huh. like you can taste the lack of acrimony. That, I was like, yeah. <laughs> acrimony is the word I was looking for. Thank you. Um, so we were talking about before we started recording, like, oh, what are we going to talk about? You know, is there anything? We kind of freewheel it with the show, which is nice. It's nice to have a podcast where you can prepare and have stuff, mm. but it's nice to just kind of come and hang out or whatever. But I said I did want to talk about So All Right, which is your new show. Uh, that is not this show. It's you by yourself, uninterrupted. I would say unfiltered, but you do all the filtering when you do takes and cuts and cut out all the ums. Dude, God damn. The editing that you do for your own show and that before you give it to the editor, huh? Yeah, man. It's uh, You don't do it in... It- Casual conversation, but when you're trying to fill gaps by yourself, I find that I say like and um a lot more than I realize, so I have to do a like and um sweep. I I do a full edit, and then I do a like and um sweep after that, Mm -hmm. and then I turn it in, and then I get the edited version back with music, and then I have to do a second like and um sweep because I realize I missed some. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's been... I'm I'm getting it figured out. It's, uh, It's kind of funny. I was thinking about this earlier. Whenever you and I do these, I always assume it's going to head to music at some point. Yeah. And I thought, great, Eric and I can just talk music. It's actually perfect timing because we released our Summer of 98, our yeah, the Ultimate, o- 98, Ultimate playlist. 98 playlist for face. And I had forgotten that I'd created an Ultimate 98 punk playlist as well that I didn't even release, but they found. Oh, they. Uh, so I told uh, you before. I'm like, they're going to find it. it. Yep. Um, which is great. So, but I, I, a lot of positive comments and people have been asking for us to talk music more and saying yep. that they really enjoyed that. Uh, so I very briefly in the car ride over here thought, oh, well, Eric and I can just talk about all the new music we're listening to. And then I thought, ah, fuck, I don't really, I'm not really prepared because I haven't been listening to a ton of new music because this goddamn podcast I'm doing is eating up about, I tried to work it out. I think about six hours of a week of listening time because I have to record it and Mm -hmm. then edit it and then edit it again and then listen back. And by the time it's all said and done, I think somewhere between like five and six hours a week, my ears are dedicated to that, which is, you don't think about it, no. but music is is what I take from. 
Yeah. You know, music's yeah. what suffers there, unfortunately. I'm I'm glad that you said that because I have definitely not been listening to a ton of new music either. I've been listening to some, but I've just been digging back into like a lot of my like older records and putting that stuff on. Yeah. Um, and nothing super new or exciting or thrilling where it's like, oh, what about this or what about that? It's just kind of like, oh, I haven't listened to this B-52's album in like a long <laughs> time. And so you just like listen to that and you go, that was fun. Or like, so Bob Marley, like when they were like the Wailers, like, great like having fun making breakfast and listening to that but nothing really kind of like grabbing me that's like new or nothing new you're excited about yeah yeah the hives have a new album and i know that probably doesn't mean much to a lot of people but um they were a band that i really really enjoy and this is like their first release in like 10 years that i feel like has been something really strong and like a lot of fun it's like 30 minutes long and it just flies but that's really that and dj paul the guy who produced all of like three six mafia stuff that's all i've been listening to it's been pretty good so outside of uh music you've been doing your podcast you've been doing so all right which you can subscribe to now um i wish you would uh it's jeff's sort of deep dive i I don't deep dive is the right term rabbit hole uh you kind of just find a rabbit hole on uh, new and interesting stuff and the way i've been pitching it is Hey, uh, here's some stuff that Jeff will tell you about. And then when you go to a party this weekend, you can go, hey, do you know about this? And people go, what the <laughs> fuck? And that's what the show's for. I hope I hope that's a good thing. I hope people like it. I've yeah. been having a lot of fun making it. So, so all right, um, where you're dedicating so much time and everything, you were saying that you have a weird side effect from that show. Yeah, just that I don't listen to music anymore. That's it, huh? Yeah. That's it's crazy. It's, you don't think about it, but like, but you add something into your life, you have to subtract in some some area. And I didn't... I don't know why, after 20 years of this career, I didn't consider that. Do you think that the other additive in your life is that you are playing video games? Oh, uh, yeah, but I wasn't listening to music from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. every night. Oh, really? Yeah, I just took away sleep <laughs> to play video games. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's fucked. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I've, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been yawning for you about. Ha- I wasn't going to say anything. Straight minutes. I just went. Oh, we'll just get you this coffee, and you'll be right as rain. Nah, but, it's Starfield, um, man. Oh, that's you're just sinking all your time into that. It's. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to save a galaxy here. Oh, is that what you're trying to do? I don't know. I'm f- about 40 hours into the game, and I'm really not sure. On the I'm second, trying, and on the second mission, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find artifacts, but I don't know why. I really don't know why. Uh, because they're out there, I think. It's like, <laughs> why does we were, anybody do anything? We were talking about it, and I think we were saying that it's like it's pretty Skyrim where you're like, I'll oh, start this, uh, start like the main campaign, and you start doing the main campaign, and then you're like starting to get sidetracked with like these other missions, and then you're 40 hours in, you go, oh, I got to get back to the main campaign. And then that's when it reveals like you have some kind of magic power, and you go, I've been doing all this without my magic fucking power? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get my first magic power until about hour 29 <laughs> in the game just been doing corporate espionage with no magic powers and now i have uh in the last like hour i've gotten like six jesus christ yeah they just go mission after like go over here and get this magic and it's the same it's not the most exciting part of the game if, yeah. I'm, if i'm being honest with you you go to a new planet and then you find a temple that looks identical to the temple on the previous planet yeah. and then you stand in front of a door till it opens and then you go into a room and then you float in the room and a thing spins and if you touch points of light in the room, it spins a bunch, and then it gives you a power. And then oh. you just and you fight one dude uh-huh. who's not particularly tough, and yeah. then you go do that again and again and again, and then you just get some dumb power, like you can create an oxygen field or you can force push. Huh. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. But it's, it's the least interesting part of the game yeah. so far to me. That's a heartbreaker. Yeah. Like the main campaign where you go, ah, this isn't really. But I guess that's Bethesda, right? 
Like that's I just... mean, I am interested in who's behind it all, and what. Yeah. I guess I'm just not interested in in uh, hunting down these powers that aren't as cool as my shotgun. That's right. <laughs> I have a really good shotgun. It's hard. It's hard. It does the job. It's hard getting something better than a shotgun. Yeah. Uh, you ever own a gun? In my life? Yeah. No. Hmm. No, I never have, and I never will. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, never say never. Right. I'm not a... Who knows, you know? When the end times come and and the world starts to rebuild and it's like Thundar the Barbarian Uh uh, and the the poles shift and 80% of the population's wiped out Uh and I have to fight sandworms, I'll probably have a gun. Do you think that there's a lot of egocentrism in that thinking? Not in I'll have to get a gun, but to believe that in your lifetime all of that's going to happen? One of the most astute—it's funny you ask that. One of the most astute, I guess, I don't want to say observations, but realizations that my friend Bernie Burns ever had that I thought, like, you know, you hear somebody say something, you go, wow, that's really smart. Uh-huh. One time he, we were talking about this particular subject, and he said, the thing that kills me is that people think that they're so significant uh-huh. that in the whole of recorded history, mm-hmm. you're important enough to be here for that moment. Yep. Go fuck yourself. Yep, it's not happening. It's not I, happening. I, I mean, the thing is, I get it, guys. You're uh, you're on Twitter and you're very excited to retweet uh, an article that you read the headline of about how everything's falling apart, and then you go to your friends, you go, "Oh, can you believe it? It's not happening in your lifetime." You fucking dunce. No, uh, we're going through the fall of Rome. We're not going through the end of the world. Uh, like, please and, get fucking real. And even if we were mm-hmm. going through the biblical end yeah. of times, you're still such a minuscule portion of it mm-hmm. you know the, the idea that that the 60 or 70 or if you're incredibly healthy a hundred years you get to live yeah. is the hundred years in the whole of the billions of years of hu- of the history of this planet yep. that's going to see the end or anything significant yep is just hubris yep i agree uh me and michael decided that we're going to live for another hundred years so in about 90 years, we're going to look back and be like, hey, remember Face Jam in <laughs> the year 20, in 2020 when it's 2120? I think that's pretty exciting. I'm going to live... How, how, what, I, what age do you think you'll die? Well, I'm 37 now, so like 45. <laughs> okay. I really didn't think I was going to make it past 35, so I'm living <laughs> on borrowed time, man. You sound like Gus 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to live to be 150. Wow. That's what I'm shooting for. I think that there will be enough advancements in health uh-huh. that we will be able to realistically. And I, 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 I want to pour all my money into living forever. I agree. I think there will be a lot of advancements in health that we won't have access to. <laughs> uh, Garrett from Mega64 always feels the same way. He's like, it's tough, man. We're so close to like synchronicity where we're like going to be able to be inside robots. And I went, not? I'm like, just to be clear, not us. <laughs> You just need to know like that not- Megasense 64 was influential to the right engineer. <laughs> it was like, I got you guys some robots. Oh, dude, when you guys did the fucking uh, Tetris video, I was like, I got to make these guys live forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's too good. Uh, they just We were talking about it on the way here. They just did a uh, big stream called 64X, and they asked... Uh, Matt Johnson from Nirvana, Nirvana, the band, the show, who directed BlackBerry to like, hey, can you make a short video? And they gave Rocco like 40 hours of footage to edit. <laughs> and they went, here's a new episode of Nirvana, the band, the show. Fucking crazy. But we were talking about because like that stuff's cool because people who are way more successful than you are fans of yours. And we were talking about like Rooster Teeth and just like, just thank me on a podium. Yeah. Just get a, if you're really, really successful, just get up there and say, Thanks, Jeff. I'm never going to be on a podium. Right. I recognize that. Uh-huh. Like, it's never, I, 
did some early podium stuff mm-hmm. very early on in the history of Rooster Teeth. Yeah. And most of it uh, was just opportunities to embarrass Bernie on stage. <laughs> but I'm not going to get back up on a podium ever again. Uh-huh. I'll never accept a Lifetime Achievement Award. Mm-hmm. I'll never get an honorary doctorate. I'm certainly never going to win an award for film work or comedy work. Right. But if someday somebody gets up on stage to accept their Golden Globe or their... <laughs> I don't know, Friars Club Award or uh-huh. whatever it is, and just goes. Those are the same. I liked uh, I liked this web series when I was a kid. I thought they were pretty funny. <laughs> that would be nice. Shout out to those guys. <laughs> You'd think everyone in the world. Make sure you thank Rooster Teeth. You check out Red no, you know, not everybody. Just <laughs> I just want to matter to one person who does well. You uh, know. I mean, I want to matter to. I want to matter, uh-huh. but uh, <laughs> that sounds reductive to the people who don't do well. I want to matter to everybody, but you know, you just like. I want to be thanked. You want to be like, yeah, not even so much. Yeah, I guess that sounds. I want, I want well, but ego driven, but right, which it is. I just think it'd be cool. <laughs> I was. I just think it'd be cool to be a, a success, like a an award winning successful person's partial inspiration. Does that make sense? Yes, I think that would be. I think that would be great. Yeah, I think that would be really fantastic. I don't know that it's going to happen for no, us. No, it's never going to happen. I think that would be cool. That's what pipe dreams are for. That's true. You got to keep dreaming in those pipes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I'll go back to Soul, right? How's that been going? Like, you feel like you have a pretty good handle on it? Or do you feel like you're trying to get a good handle on it? Or are you like... Well, this guy looks like Russell Brand. Well, I can't look at him. You just look No, at him. you can look. He's not looking. Oh, he turned away, though. You can't see him, but he really he, does. The back of him looks like Russell Brand. No, the front of him even more. Everybody is here today. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's here today. <laughs> All the stars are here. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. How is it going? Oh, here comes Russell yeah. Brand again. Oh, there he goes. God damn it, man. You're just missing him. I'm never going to see Russell Brand. Um, he's, he looks like he's ranting about vaccines, so it might really be him. <laughs> uh, I was wondering if uh, you feel like you have a good handle. It does look like Russell Brand. Uh, if you have like a good handle on So All Right, or you feel like it's something where you're like, this was fun and I don't want to do it anymore. Both. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely hit the part where... Uh, this is why I recorded I recorded eight before I released one. Yeah. And I'm up to ten now, I think, mm-hmm. recorded. Because I wanted I knew I would hit that point and I wanted to see if I could push through it or not. Yeah. Uh, I didn't expect to hit it in week three just from having to make thumbnails. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I kinda woke up this morning feeling that way. Mm-hmm. That's okay though. You gotta push through that. That's to be expected. That's gonna happen. You uh, th- those moments exist no matter how much you like uh, the production that you're working on. The thing about a podcast is everyone wants to start a podcast, but no one wants to do episode fifty. Yeah, man, it's why it's why when you you have an idea, mm-hmm. whatever your idea, your idea is about uh, roofing. Uh, I'm gonna make a podcast about the ins and outs of roofing. Yeah, and then you go and you come up with a clever name, you know, and. Uh, you're like it's like slinging shingles or whatever uh-huh. you know very clever shingle slingers or what and it's like even more clever and then you google it and there's seven of that yep. podcast with that name and you're like god damn it somebody seven people had that idea before me mm-hmm. but then you look and they all uploaded one yep. or two podcasts yep. in 2018 mm-hmm. and then never again it's fun to do i think if this wasn't my job you know it would be a thing that would be like fun to do one or two times, and then you go, all right, well, back to my regular job. Um, because it is, as much as it doesn't feel like work, because you're listening to it and you're going, this sounds fun, it is work to have to find, not just do this, but to find the time to do it, to find the time to turn it around and put it up and go, all right, we got to keep going. It's work to treat it. <laughs> 
it's work to treat it with the respect it deserves. Yep. It's work to treat it like work. Yeah. And unfortunately, if you want it to be successful, you have to... Tr- it is. It has to become work, and you have to treat it like work. It can yeah. still be fun, mm-hmm. you know. We can have fun in our job, but these things can't be successful unless you give them the attention and uh, the effort they deserve. Yeah, and and I think that what we have the benefit of is diversification in what we make. Because if Anma was the only podcast we were doing, we would have to put a lot of focus, a lot of energy, and a lot of time into something like this. It'd be a different podcast, that's Exactly. For sure. yeah. But because Anma is what it is, and it doesn't have to be the biggest fucking thing we do, because we have other things that are doing... That's face. Str- yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the strong... That's Stinky Dragon. Mm-hmm. Like, those things have legs that they stand on that can support something small like this, where we can go get a cup of coffee and shoot the shit, and hang out, because it's the only time you're going to see Gus. And, uh we have the ability to do something small and not have to put a ton of work into it. And that's nice. Mm-hmm. But that just means we have to put the work that we would do here into another thing. And that would be face. And it's what I do for face jam. It's what Gus does for stinky dragon. It's the lift. It's the elevation for like the bigger shows to support something smaller like this, where it's like, we were talking about this last week. Like, Oh, what do we want to do with Anma? Like we want to keep doing it yeah, and not like change it. But it's like, I don't know, we take it on the road? Like, we've talked about that endlessly. Sorry that we keep bringing it up, but it's like, I think that's the inevitability of, like, what we have to do here? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm with you there. Uh, Anma's an interesting one because it's a, if Anma had ended in 10 episodes, that I would have been, that would have made sense. Uh Uh-huh. Just a quick little walk down memory lane. Yeah. Now, I didn't want it to end in 10 episodes, and I don't want it to end in 10 episodes, but we are on episode what? Fifty, yeah, so, yeah, something like that. Yeah, we're going, going for about a year. Going for about a year, and I would like to get to episode one hundred. Yeah, but at some point, you just have to visualize what that is, so you yeah. know what you're working towards. Yeah, and I guess the answer could be as simple as Anma at episode one hundred looks exactly like episode Anma at episode fifty. Uh-huh. But I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I don't think that I don't think that we would be satisfied with that. There has yeah. to be some sort of evolution or reason to continue Mm -hmm. because Gus and I will run out of stories yeah and that's okay we're uh, that's like that's inevitable but I don't necessarily want that to mean the end of the show no because I think you and I you and I were talking about this privately last week Mm -hmm. after recording an episode we both agree that once Anna's over we'll never see Gus we'll never see Gus again yeah and I've Gus has been my friend now since 1998 Uh uh-huh and I would like him. I'd like a few more years with him. You know, <laughs> I want, I'd like at least another two years uh-huh. with him before I, before he disappears from my life forever. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, I, but it's hard to visualize. It can be hard to visualize, especially with a project like this. What it's hard to draw the line out and see where it's going. But I, I do agree with you. I think that touring probably makes sense in some kind of way. Yep. I don't know about you. I've got a really thick, coarse beard. Shaving was always very Mm, unenjoyable. Let's let's leave it at that. If I use a cheap razor, like a disposable razor, inevitably I'd end up with cuts, uh, red irritation on my face or nicks. It's just not great. 
just super unpleasant experience. Uh, that's why you've actually got to really meet Henson Shaving. Henson Shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer. It's made parts for the ISS, you know, the International Space Station, uh, and the Mars rover. And now they're bringing precision engineering to your shaving experience. Razor blades are like diving boards. The longer the board, uh, the more wobble, the more wobble, the more nicks, cuts, and scrapes. Bad shave isn't a blade problem, it's an extension problem. So by using aerospace-grade CNC machines, Henson makes metal razors that extend just 0.0013 inches, which is less than the thickness of a human hair. That means a secure and stable blade with vibration-free shave. Uh, it gets better. The razor has built-in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. It's another problem I have my facial hair so thick it clogs up blades it's super annoying anyway not a problem with henson the henson shaving has the best razor not the best razor business that means no plastic no subscriptions no proprietary blades no planned obsolescence the henson razor works with standard dual edge blades give you that old school shave with the benefits of new school tech once you own a henson razor it's only about three to five dollars per year to replace the blades it, 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 it's unbelievable it's really that cheap it's really that easy i really in the past with some blades have dreaded shaving uh, try not Henson. The blades are great. I uh, find myself actually shaving, you know, with a razor blade much more frequently now that I've got uh, Henson. I'm not just trimming my beard. Uh, super great, super affordable, you know, three to five bucks a year in blades. That's absolutely crazy. Uh, it's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that'll last you a lifetime. Visit HensonShaving.com slash Anma to pick the razor for you. Use code Anma. You get two years worth of blades for free with your razor. Just make sure you add them to your cart. That's 100 free blades when you head to H-E-N-S-O-N-S-H-A-V-I-N-G.com slash Anima and use code Anma. Did you know poor sleep can cause weight gain? Mood issues, poor mental health, lower productivity, that sleeping less than six to seven hours per night is linked to reduced white blood cell count. White blood cells protect our body against illness and disease, fighting virus, bacteria, and more. You know, sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health and performance in our days. Having a consistent nighttime routine is non-negotiable. It's so critical. I love sleep. I don't know about you. And I think it's, I always make sure I carve an adequate amount of time for sleep for me. I know some people who uh, don't do that, uh, and I'm always trying to get on their case about trying to be more consistent about it. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really, like we said, very fundamental to health in general. Introducing Beam Dream. They've got products including Beam's Dream Powder, which is like a healthy hot cocoa for sleep. Uh, today, listeners can get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar, now available in delicious flavors like sea salt caramel, cinnamon cocoa, and chocolate peanut butter. Better sleep has never tasted better. Uh, Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. You just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, stir or froth, and enjoy before bedtime. Uh, you can get a little frother. It comes with a little scoop in the bag. You just scoop it out and then use the frother. It's great. Nice little beverage, nice little drink before bedtime. Absolutely Fantastic. Tastes great. Find out why Forbes and New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder and, and get up to 40% off for a limited time, uh, when you go to shopbeam.com slash anima, use code anima at checkout. That's shopbeam.com slash anima. Code anima for up to 40% off. Uh, that's for Beam's best-selling dream powder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever find that just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking? 
your thoughts start racing right before bed or at other inopportune moments, uh, you know, whether it's right before bed, uh, you're driving around, your brain just you know, won't stop, won't let you focus on actually driving or at work or just about anywhere. Well, it turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. And therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycle and find some mental and emotional space. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and if you want, you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anima today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anima. One more time, that's betterhelp.com slash anima. Visit it today to get 10% off of your first month. You know what's funny about Anma is if you look at this in the sort of business model of podcasts, Anma is the behind the paywall bonus one that you pay for because it is for very it's fan service and it's for like really like hardcore fans. But but we are putting it out for everyone. <laughs> I know the the business model of Anma seems like it would be the ancillary thing for you know face or whatever other podcast where it is a little bit more niche but we're just doing it anma is a hundred percent a first only podcast yeah. that we didn't make first only yeah. i think that's a great way to put it and I, and i see the comments all the time from people i saw one the other day that said uh I, I had to stop listening to anma i appreciate the old stories but i just don't give a shit about austin yeah and i feel like they talk about austin more than old stories sometimes and it definitely goes we you know there's peaks yep. and valleys with that uh, and I totally get that, and I, I don't begrudge that person. I get it. Like, and, and I, it makes me think about it. Why would somebody who isn't yeah. interested in Austin or interested in our old stories, mm-hmm. or probably both, yeah. want to listen to this podcast? Yeah. And that's okay, because mm-hmm. it wasn't designed... No, this is a selfishly designed podcast to hang out with Gus and get coffee. Yeah. It's my favorite podcast to record because I get a free cup of coffee on Mondays. A very good free cup of oh, coffee. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Usually. Like, like Desnudo, 10 out of 10. Mm. Um but that's that's what this is. And and I think that's how you have to look at like the business of podcasting is like, okay, what's your offering outward? And then what is behind the paywall? And then because it's you have ads, but the ads don't support everything. So like what's the behind the paywall stuff? We have some stuff that'll be coming down the line for not Anima, but just sort of everything for like Rooster Teeth or whatever behind this first stuff and everything. Right. Um which I'm really excited about because it's to me, it gives us more room to play where, again, Anma doesn't get made if people don't support first. And I know that sounds kind of backwards because this isn't like a first product, but that's how it works, right? Like, we're, all- we're able to do it because of that. Right. This is, like, Anma's not a project that's ever going to make money. No. We, we can't We can't come up with a bunch of dumb inventions to sell, like, no. in face or, uh, you know, clever kitchen gadgets, mm-hmm. like, in Face Jam or gavels or... Uh, we're not going to sell a ton of t-shirts. Like yeah. we're going to sell some coffee mugs and we mm-hmm. might sell some coffee at some point. Right. But yeah, this is definitely, Anma is a deep cut. Mm-hmm. Anma's a B side, you yeah. know, it's, uh, it's that, it's that Led Zeppelin song that only you like. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I think we have to be really honest about it and we have to be really honest with you guys about it, about what the show is. And it's, it is a way for us to get together, and it is fan service, and that's fine. But also, you have to see that like the growth capability of something like that is not very big. Um, <laughs> no. And 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 again, if this was the only show that we were doing, it would probably lean more like something like how RTP or Drunk Tank was, where you'd have to 
find new stuff and get guests and have more current events or whatever. Yeah. And this is like, we ate the hamburger from Hilbert's and we like the hamburger from Hilbert's. And I think that's totally fine for a show like this. Yeah. I wish Gus was around more. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, just in general, that would be great. But like, that's, but I, I respect that Gus says no. Now you gotta you gotta love and respect Gus. Gus is a, and this is one thing I learned in therapy over the last couple of years is is about setting setting and then adhering to boundaries. Yep. And how uh, while it can it can come across as cold, mm-hmm. it's it's super healthy and necessary mm-hmm. for both sides of the relationship. And Gus is just he's he's not the best at communicating them, but he's very very good at creating boundaries for himself. And I I really appreciate that about him. Yeah, I think know? I think you have to consider if it's up to you to disappoint others or disappoint yourself, you should disappoint others. You shouldn't if you have the ability, you shouldn't disappoint yourself. Yeah, I'm not as good about that as Gus is. I know. <laughs> I try, I try working with both of you, I'm very aware of that. Incredibly aware of that. Uh but there, there's a lot of stuff coming for face that I'm really excited about that I'm thinking about when this comes out and I think we can talk about it, but we'll wait. Um, and there's, there's a lot of stuff coming for like first and everything that I'm really excited about that we're going to be able to do. But hopefully Anma is something that we can continue to do. But also if it ends, it ends. I just don't want it to. But here's the thing. When you said like, oh, if we just did 10 episodes, I, here's why I couldn't do that. If we just did 10 episodes then this is the new RT at home fucking four episode thing that we uh, recorded or whatever. Yeah. And the people tweet at me and just go like, you guys should do more of that. Man, I, I, I wanted to do more of that, by the way. I, I think I was the only one, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care to do more of... It was like, it's fine, but I think just to do that thing there and people need to just be fine with like, this is like a short run thing. And it's like, we're either going to do this really, really, really limited run or we're going to do it in perpetuity. And I just want to be left alone mostly yeah. so i just want i don't want people to go you should do more of that you know i feel like we should now that we've been talking about this uh for a while now we should preface <laughs> this conversation we should post preface this uh-huh. conversation by saying that uh, anna's not on the chopping block or this no, isn't no, no. even a discussion this no. is just you and i oh just, yeah we're just yeah we're just talking this is what we would be talking about otherwise we talk we have this conversation constantly yeah, we talked about we talked like this on friday <laughs> yeah and we don't we don't have this conversation with gus yeah because he doesn't want to be a part of it. Well, yeah, Gus just doesn't want to talk. Gus is like, well, I'm either going to do it or I'm just not going to do it. And it's like, oh, all right. But, Eric, you and I are you and I are in a lot of ways business partners. Absolutely. And we kind of run the face show together. Mm-hmm. We run the Anma show. Mm-hmm. And now we run my So All Right show. And uh-huh. Like, basically everything that I'm a part of, the, the break show, you and I have, yeah. have, have kind of become like, I don't know, a little team. Mm-hmm. And, I, which is great. I love it. Uh... And I'm happy with it, but at that, but and because of that, all of our interactions tend to go in this direction. Steer this direction. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just think that I learned we work very similarly, so I think I know how to spin you up in the right direction. And it's not to give you a blank piece of paper and say, "Hey, write down this thing." If I give you ten things that are already written, you go. <laughs> That's it. If if I can give you something to, if I can like lob you the ball, you'll knock it out of the park. And oh. that's the way that you operate. Like with Michael, we can just sit down in a room and he'll just, what about this? What about that? What about this? What mm-hmm. about that? And he'll just go. Oh, blank. Doesn't matter. Um, 
Gus, you kind of have to like ease and find like the route until it's something that he wants to do. And I just think people work differently. You just have to know how to navigate and, Gus from day to day. Uh huh. And I don't mean that. Oh, that's not negative. Negatively at no. all. No. It's just like you just Gus is just one of those people. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's fine. Again, it's just the way different people operate. Um, I know how I am. I'm naturally very. I'm not in motion. I, I like. I like to, like sit and and wait. And I'm a, a little bit lazy by nature. And so when I have other people that I know I can spin up, so I like producing and I don't need to host because I like helping other people get going. Yeah. Because I'm never going to motivate myself. <laughs> I had a, when I was in my early 20s, this is when I was friends with Gus. Uh-huh. Oh, nice. I had a 1965 Ford Mustang uh-huh. for just about a year that I bought. I'd always wanted one my entire life. I had a little bit of money. And so I went and I bought one for like four grand, uh-huh. and I got a four thousand dollar nineteen sixty five right uh, Mustang. Uh-huh. It was an utter piece of shit. Yeah, but it did one thing very well: it went forward fast. <laughs> like if you turned it on and uh-huh. hit the gas, it wanted to go in a straight line uh-huh. as fast as it could, and mm-hmm. that's all it wanted to do. If it turned, it would start to fall. It would break apart. Yeah, you know, but. I always feel like I'm kind of I was like looking back at it now I'm kind of like that car I just want to go forward as fast as possible yeah at all times I get it uh, I don't know how to do any other yeah yeah you just need it's maneuvering yeah and finding that other stuff and uh, I don't know I think that's just what that's like the business of show business right like finding the people that work well together and then fi- keeping to me and we've talked about this keeping it small and keeping it very like keeping it very tight with the people that you know you can be tight with to do the stuff that you want to do. And yeah. and when you look at things like face or face ship, like these are like small teams, even like when you look at like Red Web, Stinky Dragon, like this kind of stuff, everyone's in like their own like little pocket. And that's just how people, they operate well. And then it's part of a larger system that allows them to continue and do this stuff because if it was just us, we're so it's such small fish stuff, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Mm-hmm. That you you need the help of taking all of these little groups, teaming them together, and having the larger push. And that's that's how you can be successful. That's why podcasts right it's where you see like your mom's house and all like this other stuff, like these podcast networks and like groups and teams and right. everything. It's why they work, it's why they operate. Bundles. Yeah. 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 Everyone wants bundles. <laughs> and it makes sense. I mean that's fine, but you know, podcasts are kind of like we're when you. I had this thought earlier when we were talking about uh, how everybody wants to make one podcast. Yeah, I feel like podcasts in tw- in the twenty twenties are what f- independent film was in the eighties and the nineties. Okay, like everybody thought they had one yeah. independent movie. Like everybody woke up one day when they were twenty and thought I can make a movie. Yeah, you know, it's just a hell of a lot easier to make a podcast than it is to make that movie. It is the, the barrier of entry is so low, which is you know good and definitely bad. Um, but. It's not about finding the stuff that you don't like. It's about finding the stuff you like, gravitating towards that and elevating it the best that you can. Um, because why would you spend your time on stuff you don't like? Does yeah. that make any sense? What the fuck are you doing? Can I tell you a funny story that just popped into my head that I haven't thought about since probably 1999? Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So I was talking about that car, that Mustang I had. Yeah. I, I ended up selling it. I don't remember who I sold it to, but I, there is one dude I didn't sell it to. Uh, my neighbor 
at this in this old neighborhood I, Gus and I lived in was a sweet old retired couple that always had internet problems. So I was always going over to reboot their router and help them fix their internet, mm-hmm. right? And they had a son who was in the in his twenties who would come by sometimes, time to time, kind of a like a redneck dude. And he came over one day and asked me about my car and I was like, oh, I'm actually trying to sell it. Are you interested? And he was like, Yeah, I'm interested. And he drove it and then he it died on him and then he put a backwards in back backwards and fried fried my my car a little bit. Oh my god. And uh, he tried to jump it off wrong and he fr- he fried yeah. my battery and and then he was just like, you know, I'm not interested. And I was like, dude, I got to and I had this whole awkward thing where like he fucking he did some damage to my car yeah. and then he just kind of left and I had to figure out how to get my car home and fix it and I was neighbors with his parents yeah. and they were kind of it was a whole weird thing for a while and I think he was Maybe a bit of a disappointment to the family. No. But uh, I was over there a couple months later helping his mom uh-huh. fix her internet. And <laughs> we got to talking, and I was just, just kind of fishing around about, like, you know, what's up with your son? Uh-huh. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, he's had a really hard time. You know, he, he was married, and, and then it didn't go well. And then his wife, she left him and moved to L.A. Or she moved to California to do the porno and... You know, what? and now he just he wants her back, but she's doing the porno, and that's just like really hard on him. And I I looked her up, and oh. his wife had become a very famous porn star. Really, a very dirty famous porn star. No way. I don't remember her name now. This is twenty years ago, but I remember being like, oh lord, like like clutch my pearls. Oh lord. Wow. <laughs> oh lord. That's awesome. Yeah. Just as an aside, that just popped into my head. That's so cool. And I remember thinking like, oh, that dude's that dude's going through some stuff. I'll buy I'll buy a new battery. It's fine. <laughs> that rules. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see him again? Uh Probably once or twice. They ended up moving away, and I, mm-hmm. he probably helped them move or something. But Damn, that's awesome. I don't really know the dude. I wasn't friends with him. Yeah. I don't think we even talked after that. But Well, yeah. let me know when you remember the name. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll figure it out. Start Googling, but make sure you're like in, incognito or whatever. So you, just, you know, Don't do it on your company <laughs> it was, laptop. It was somebody who was famous in 1999. Oh, so. Man. All right, we'll break out the VHS. You know what? Uh, this will be the last thing. Uh, what kills me right now is that people call uh, VCRs VHS players because they, we've been so removed from that technology that no one remembers the name VCR. Yeah. That's all. It's just uh, something weird that I noticed. And it's not younger people, too. It's everyone. It's people like my age. And I'm like, you're 39 and you're saying, like, VHS play- VCR, dude. VCR. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I haven't noticed that, but now I will. Yeah, it's all over TikTok. You'll see. I'm already angry. Yeah, you got- <laughs> I'm pre-angry. Don't worry about it. Was this any good? I think it's good enough. That's <laughs> <laughs> the, the story of Rooster Teeth. Yeah, sorry we didn't That's talk. Enough. Sorry we didn't talk about a Black Flag album or whatever. Um, hey, if you want to follow us, you can at Animal Podcast. Hopefully, you like this, and hopefully, you like the thing that we recorded uh, at uh, RTX eight weeks ago. Uh, we will be back with new episodes uh, next week, where uh, hopefully we'll have some more guests on. I want to get some more guests and do a bunch of that stuff. Who's your favorite Black Flag singer? It's uh, you got to go between Keith Morris, mm-hmm. Des Cadena. Chavo or Henry Rollins. I guess you could add like all the post breakup, like nah. Mike Vallelis or whatever. But nope. uh, it, it's it's Henry Rollins. It's uh, when I put on TV party. It's not. It's not supposed to be an anthem. It's making fun of people who are watching TV. I don't give a fuck. I love TV party. You gotta love TV party. It's a fantastic song uh-huh. uh, from a fantastic era. I, there's no, you, there's no. It's like saying what's your favorite flavor of ice cream, right? Yeah. There's no wrong answer. Oh, 
it's hard to beat. Well, Henry Rollins is definitely not my favorite, but mm -hmm. uh, he was very good. That first Damage album is so good. Uh huh. Uh, I, I like Chavo. He was he was okay. raw. Yeah, rough. I get it. There you go. Henry, we talked about music. That's pretty good. Henry Rollins in an interview said that Black Flag Black Flag wasn't a thing that he enjoyed. It was a thing he survived. And I went, that's pretty cool. That's a great way to put it. That's a great. If you've way never to put read it. Get in the Van, uh huh. It is a phenomenal. I, I feel like I say the word phenomenal too much. I'm yeah, not, that's fine. my new thing. I'm gonna stop saying phenomenal. No. It's a fantastic book. You, you can say it a lot. I worked at uh, Razor, and that's what our CEO said all the time. He would call things phenomenal. So I'm basically like a CEO. You're just like of a per major per yeah. peripheral company. Uh huh. Yeah. Get a phenomenal. get a rainbow keyboard, bro. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. Follow us at Anima Podcast Instagram and on Twitter. Our slash Anima Podcast is the subreddit that we do not run. Uh, you can check us out there. Hey, go subscribe to first and let them know what do I listen to, and you listen to this uh, because that's important and it helps us. And people go, hey, the fucking Anima's on the. This is on your statement. People listen to this. That's great. Uh, that helps. Also, so. also, please listen to my So All Right podcast. If you're listening to this, then it sounds like you're already receptive it, to the idea of listening to a podcast. If you are listening to this and you haven't listened to So All Right, you're the fucking craziest person I know. That's, uh -huh. that's insane to listen to this and go, nah, I don't need So All Right. You're a fucking psycho. Go listen <laughs> to So All Right. If, you listen, if you're this far into this, really, legitimately, if you're this far into this and you haven't checked out So All Right, what the fuck are you doing? It's real easy. It's short. It is. It's short. Well, some of them are shorter than others. Yeah. Uh, first one, about 15 minutes. Second one, they're, they're somewhere in the 30-minute range yeah, now, I right, think. right around there. Uh, but the recordings are much longer and sometimes <laughs> re-recorded. Uh, so check us out there. Go go follow So All Right. Listen to F Face. Listen to Face Jam. Listen to Stinky Dragon. Stinky Dragon tearing it up right now, by the way. God damn, man. Isn't that crazy? They, they deserve every bit of success that yep. they're having. Yep. And they are having... I don't know... I don't know if the audience gets to see it. Mm -hmm. they, they don't get to see the macro level yeah. view. They just get they get to enjoy the content. And they get to see their the the other people around them enjoying it and and having uh, I don't know a moment and 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 kind of like the like the fervent yeah. uh, I don't know positivity around it. But mm -hmm. but from but taking it, but I, I'm able to see it from a ten thousand foot view, and it is doing so incredibly. Historically well. Yep. So, like, it's really impressive. If you subscribe to First, go. Uh, they're gonna have a bunch of stuff coming out on First pretty soon. I think they just started putting out like a post show called like Second Wind or something. Um, check that out too. There, uh, check out Stinky Dragon. It helps Gus out, and that's important to us. It's the only production, and I mean this with 100% honesty, where I've walked in to Rooster Teeth. Walked onto a set and been jealous I wasn't a part. Oh, of absolutely! It. Yeah, yeah this, the stuff they're doing right now that we can't talk about is like so of, fucking cool. A little bit of texture, audio, texture, audio there. texture. We got we got planes, trains, and automobiles, so we're good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I didn't want to leave their room the yeah, other day. It's very I just, cool. It was so impressive and so cool, and like you know when you walk into a if you if you work in production or if you worked in a production, you can tell in three seconds how good the show yeah. is based on the vibe in the room it's very good and it is like you i didn't want to i didn't want to leave that vibe it's super positive and they want to show you every part of it yeah they want to just keep showing because you because it's fucking awesome it's fucking and it's good cool. because there's awesome stuff to show yep. you yep. Bar barbara sat there with me and was like watch this clip now watch this clip yep. and i wanted to watch she i saw that she had like 80 clips on her yep. phone i wanted to watch every single one of them they're very cool yeah. very very cool well thanks for listening um you have any uh, final thoughts parting words for anyone desnudo 10 out of 10 no, uh, Desnudo 10 out of 10. Hope you enjoyed the Desnudo Chronicles episode one. Looking forward to doing episode two here in about yep. nine weeks or so. Yeah. Uh, let us know 
if you let us know what you would like to see from Anima, what you think oh, it, yeah. we could do with it, yeah, or where it could go. Do. If we went on the road with it, where should we go? What mm-hmm. would we talk about? What would that look like? Any old stories you've heard Gus and I reference on podcasts, or you heard us tell in the first 200 episodes of the podcast that you'd like to hear us retell with a little, uh, maybe a little bit more flair, but probably less accuracy. <laughs> 20 years on. And that's really all we're doing here, so it's fine. Yeah. There just, you go. Just misremembering our past. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.